Welcome to On The Map. I'm Lee Carriher, your host. I'm the CEO and founder of Double Forte, a national independent public relations, social media, and communications agency. We are on a mission to help companies from the solopreneur to the mid-cap market maker achieve their goal, get on the map, be known for what they're great for, and make a difference in the world. At the end of the show, which is about 20-ish minutes, I will share with you how to become a guest on the show. So please stick around for that. In the meantime, here's the next 23, 24 minutes of greatness in marketing communications and helping people get on the map with real life advice. Here we go. her and this is on the map as you know and i am so delighted to bring dan stevens the famous onto the podcast today not to talk about the fact that we co-founded double forte almost 20 years ago that's how old we are but to talk about his company bliss bomb the mini <laughs> donut company that he started at the beginning of the pandemic <laughs> how smart was I <laughs> so Dan thank you for being with me today absolutely I love it thank oh you oh my gosh so what you need to know about Dan is that before he started Bliss Bomb he was um well still is but uh <laughs> a lifelong communicator he'd been in agencies he, we'd worked together at Sega we worked together at Weber Shandwick we co-founded Double Forte together. And then he's like, I got to get away from you. I got to go. <laughs> and then he left uh, Double Forte, which I totally understand. Everyone wants to get away from me. And then um, was at one of the largest public relations firms in the, probably the world, I guess, as mm-hmm. the global head of consumer lifestyle practice, which is not an unbig deal. It's a big desk deal. And then he's like, you know what? I'm leaving. I'm starting Donut Company. So, Dan, first of all, you're going to tell us why you decided a donut company. Because <laughs> I was there, I remember, but no one else does. So, what led you to start a donut company? Well, it actually, the, the concept didn't begin as a donut company. It mm-hmm. really, it started as a, as a gratitude company, to be honest with you. Um, and as you mentioned, having worked at, um, a large multinational PR firm uh, for a number of years, I had teams of people all across the country and um, was always looking for something to send them to say, thank you. I, you know, in the world of PR, people are always working around the clock and going the extra mile. And sometimes clients make work life really exciting and interesting. And um, so, you know, I was always looking for a way to kind of let people know, look, I know you're working hard. I know it's not always fun. It's not always easy, but, you know, here's some treats. We see you, we acknowledge you. We're thankful for, you know, that you show up every day and you, and you try your best. And um, it was really difficult to find good, tasty, fun, exciting, joyful um, uh, treats to send people. And in fact, there was one story where I sent uh, I asked someone to help me in the New York office to, to get a big display of cookies for the, the team. And I call one of my teammates there and I said, did the cookies arrive? And she says, yeah, they're here. And I said, 
what do they look like? And she said, no, it's going to happen. Yeah. She goes, well, you know, you know, like when they do office catering and they get that tray of cookies. And I was like, my eyes just got big steam. I was like, no, like those cheesy, cheap cookies that they all taste the same and no one ever eats them. I was like, I don't, I don't want my name on that. Take those away. Take them to the kitchen. Take the card off. I don't want to be. I'm dying a thousand deaths right now. Okay. No, that's not, that was not the intention at all. Um, And it just, you know, it just was an example of how difficult it is to find something fun and cute to send people. Um, And so that's where the idea came from. The idea came from how can we make something that can be easily sent across the country or bought locally. Um, But even more important, like I want to choose the flavors. I want to theme the box. If it's spring, I want something that's full of fresh fruits. If it's, you know, whatever, I want something that's all chocolate. If I know this person in particular likes a certain flavor, then it's all that for that person. And that's something you just can't find. You can't find that anywhere. And so that was customizing was a big part of the, uh, of the, the, the plan going into this business. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third piece of this is the donut piece, which is once we started looking for what kind of treat uh, gives you customization options, what kind of treat gives you the chance to build a lot of flavor into it to make it an exciting product, not just another chocolate chip cookie, not just another cupcake. Um, And donuts with their layers, you know, the base donut, the glaze and the topping gives you a lot to work with. Mm -hmm. So that's how... That's how it all came together as a, a business based on gratitude, using donuts as the as the the point of joy. The medium. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I showed you the box that they come in. This is the box, which is um, bliss bomb, and then I have a lot of these because I may have ordered a lot of your donuts. Uh, yes. I would just your gratitude packages in a donut form. Um, over the last couple of years and you just don't want to throw the box away you want to keep the box forever because one it's really well made and two it's so cute (laughs) so i have several of these one has you know i actually have to put a label on some of them so i know what the hell they are but anyway they're always in my house even when i'm not eating yeah we hear that a lot um and in fact you may recall the note inside the the box on the lid you know it says it encourages people to keep the box when the donuts are gone yeah yeah i, to I follow all your instructions dan if you put an instruction here i'm gonna do what you say period, period. <laughs> thank you <laughs> okay so now we know what bliss bomb is and i have to tell you before you know it doesn't really these donuts are amazing Go right now to bliss-bomb.com and order because they're, they, give yourself a gratitude. They're amazing. Okay, enough about you. Let's talk about how you made, you started this company, you, you moved to New York, first of all, from San Francisco. You lure one of the, one of the best pastry chefs away from a very cool job. Um, and, and then you get it all ready to go and you're about to launch and COVID hits. So your original, <laughs> let's talk about your original plan of, you know, becoming, a, you know, being known, getting cons- customers and consumers, because those are two different things for you. 
Um, what, what was your original plan? <clears throat> well, like you said, the, the original plan was to show up in New York January of 2020, which I did. And I'm then, here. yeah, I'm here. And then, of course, we all go into lockdown by mid-March. Um, but, you know, the plan was to, we were in Brooklyn at that point, And what we thought we were going to be was um, a local it brand. Uh, you know, we, we know we're different. We know, as you can see in the filter, we know that the, the, the product is like a little piece of art. It, it's attractive. It, it, you know, it uh, gets your attention. Um, and then once people eat it, they, you know, they do love the flavor and love the experience. So we thought we would be a local it brand that was going to be doing catering and local deliveries and have a real strong following in the, in the, in the local community and that we would, um, really dial up our e-commerce portion of the business, which is what this was always intended to be. It was always that the products were designed. It took us a year to design these, each of these products to be able to be shipped across the country. Um, so, you know, we had uh, ordered thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of packaging. Um, we had all the pieces set up and we're just starting to turn it on, right? And just, you know, finally got the website turned on and, and that was no easy, no easy feat. Um, and, you know, literally, um, everything like everyone else, everything for us just came to a complete stop. And you had set up some pop-ups, if I recall, you had set up pop-ups, you had worked with some local coffee shops or other restaurants to be the kit, you know, to provide these things too, right? So you had spent a lot of time setting up your your ecosystem too, not just yeah. creating these donuts, but the ecosystem that would make you an it brand in Brooklyn. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, you know, keep in mind, this was literally, we were in market for two and a half months before half. everything happened. So we were just starting, we had, we had blanketed the whole very local community, um, starting to set up relationships with, um, people who do, um, uh, uh, brunch events and right. people who do run. Was that uh, you going out yourself, going to meet these people? Like oh, door to door. How did you identify them all? Door to door. Just well, walk in the neighborhood. Literally, you were on the map, walking, walking the neighborhood. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Okay. Door to door, and it was really, it was you know, where might our product fit best? So right. it was coffee shops. It was like I said, brunch clubs. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, we were, we were in relationship with a yoga studio because they had family yoga days on Sunday and then they had treats and, and fun foods after the yoga session. So it was any time where we felt like um, people would be gathering and would be, you know, enjoying this, this, this product, <laughs> keeping in mind, I mean, uh, always method to the madness, keeping in mind were the people who were going in and out of this place, the kind of people who would then decide, oh, I'm going to send a box to my mom across the country. Right. You know, our price point is not uh, the price of, a, of your standard donut shop on the corner. It's not a right? glazer. It's just it's not a glazer price. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. And it. so, <laughs> you know, these are, you know, you're, you're ordering a box of 12 donuts that each, each one was handcrafted. 
Uh, and if you want, you can have 12 different flavors. I mean, it is not, um, it's not, we realized very quickly, it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so any relationship we were trying to build was with a, a place where we felt the people who are tied to this place would be likely customers for what else we had to offer. Now, we were also um, very early on, um, we developed the uh, decorating kit, the donut decorating kit. Yeah, so much because fun. we were, yeah, we were looking for an experience that people could have with the product. Mm -hmm. So and, what that is for those, I mean, so what that is, is, is 12, right? 12 plain yeah. donuts come in your flavor. And then all the accoutrement comes with piping and icing and sprinkles, and you can have a party. Yeah, awesome. and that's what they were. The, the, or the, an activity. You can have an activity yes. for those of us who are in COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I'll like a two-hour activity, please. I'll be getting the donut decorating kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, you know, the, the initial concept was for parties. And, you know, the neighborhood we were in, there were lots of um, clubs and locations where kids would go right. for um learning activities, music activities, mm -hmm. um, you Ceramics, know, at, you name it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we thought, Hey, let's offer them these donut decorating parties. Right. And right. we bought, we bought, um, um, aprons that we had embroidered and we had, you know, we thought through everything, you know, because we didn't want the kids putting their hands in the sprinkles. So we had little scoops Yep. The sprinkles and we had everything all the little um uh so cute little uh um uh pans and cooling racks everyone would get their own individual pan and cooling rack um and again you know the the moment we had purchased all that stuff COVID hit and no one wanted to gather with anybody <laughs> so i mean we turned that into a kit we turned it into a box that could be shipped nationwide. And um, surprisingly, we have a lot of corporate customers who buy that for their teams. Activities you know, for the team. Activities for the team. And, you know, during COVID, it was very popular because parents were looking for something to give the kids to do that yeah. would take up an hour of time. Um, yeah. And it's a lot of fun. It, it's, it's making donuts exactly the way a pastry chef here makes donuts. Yeah. So, so when you were, you had done all this incredible legwork, you had created, I mean, so just even getting known so you could actually open your doors, you know, you, you're so thoughtful. I'm, I'm shocked by this, not, and thorough, you're kidding. But um, <laughs> all the pieces, right? So you did, you stopped by, you did the research, you looked at their social media, you figured out who was going where, you're like, where am I going to fit the best? Because when you're starting a business, particularly in the neighbor, in the neighbor, anywhere, right? If you are, if you have a physical product, you have to get it into people's mouths mm -hmm. or that food, right? So like fi figuring all that stuff out before you open your doors is really important. You know, <laughs> if you would just like, here we are, you know, crickets. Brooklyn, I mean, is not without its own it brands, right? So, I mean, you know, the incredible amount of work that went into actually creating, you know, selling your first donut. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? All the things, all the things. Because you were not yeah. a destination, right? You had pop-ups, but you were not a destination. 
Correct. We were we were leasing in a subleasing in a kitchen that had a, a retail storefront. Right. And so we were selling in the retail storefront, uh, producing in the back, and then, you know, trying to build the business outside of that, obviously, right. outside of that neighborhood and outside of uh, Brooklyn. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you've got a good start. You had all these customers who were, you know, who then had consumers who were tied to your brand and then COVID. Holy crap. And then you had to change everything. So then what did you do? Well, I mean, other than not give up. <laughs> yeah, worry, you know, worry a lot, <laughs> worry, 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 which did no good. But um, <laughs> I mean, I will say, you know, at that point, I, I always say if I had to go through something like COVID and a shutdown, um, better for it to have happened to me three months into starting a new business where I literally had nearly nothing to lose, right. you know, um, you know, versus the, the poor, you know, companies that were three and four and five years in, which they were, you know, just starting to hit that sort of economies of scale and things right. just starting to work and starting to make back the money they put into it and then had to close and had 10, 15, 20 employees, you right. know, Right. Uh, I had one employee and we were three months in and we had very little to lose. So lucky for us that that's what had happened to us. Um, but one of the things that I think really, um, it's kind of interesting how we approached going through COVID was, you know, we looked at it from the standpoint of what would we do if we were a real, a normal <laughs> an ongoing concern, a company that's been around for a while, we'd want to protect our employees. We'd want to protect our brand. We would, you know, we would want to, you know, do things that, that help us survive and begin to, to build back as we, you know, as we come back, which, you know, we all thought by June, we would be fine. Oh yeah. But um, I close our offices. I'll see you guys in six weeks. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We, I remember we met, um, at my pastry chef's house. And, uh, this was probably, I don't know, early April. And we were like, okay, so, um, we're planning to come back in May. So the comeback, what's the comeback look like <laughs> in May? <laughs> the battle scars, May of 2023. Yeah. But honestly, I, what year that was. The yeah. Problem. I didn't say which May, no. <laughs> But, you know, we, we acted like we were uh, an ongoing concern, that we were, um, we didn't act like, it never occurred to us to say, oh, we're only three months in, should we just like close it up and like forget it and go home? It just never occurred to us to, to say that. And I think, I think that actually helped us. I think the, the idea that we were never, it was never, a consideration to not go forward. It was just, but what do we do next? What do we do next? And I think that, I think that helped us. I think even just that attitude of like, yeah, there's going to be a next, there's going to be a next, we're going to do something, you know, we're going to turn our donut decorating parties into a kit. We're going to, you know, uh, emphasize more of the corporate business where companies are looking for something to send employees who are stuck at home. Um, so everything shifted at that point, uh, because it had to, but I think shifted for the better and we're, yeah. 
uh, it's uh, a lot of the decisions we made then have become really important business growers now. Right. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, your business, your, you started with the concept of um, online an e-commerce business as in an eventuality and uh, basically has pushed you into an e-commerce business much faster, you know, uh, you know, 90% or hundred percent, I guess, at the beginning, yeah. I guess, right. Pretty quickly. So what did you do? Uh, so you had your website and, um, and what did you do to, so I, you know, cause I know you and um, I may have bought a few. Um, <laughs> so all of a sudden, you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing media mentions. I'm seeing ads. I'm on Instagram. I'm like, oh, there's Bliss Bomb. I'm on Facebook or I'm reading and there's Bliss Bomb. I get emails from you. So, um, which, in, in, you know, I was in, I was a target before you started. So, I mean, I was getting the stuff before, right? It wasn't like I was like a new person, but then the volume of seeing Bliss Bomb just boom, moved so big. So how did, what did, all the things that you did in terms of marketing, what did what what were all the pieces that you did to put that together? And then I'm, then I want to know like what worked best. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I would say that the foundation of all that was it really does come from my background in PR. Mm-hmm. It feels like everything that we do from a marketing standpoint has a connection into a relationship. I think it's important that, you know, any anytime we start moving into an area and start getting in conversation with people and getting people to know us and to know who we are, I feel an obligation to then keep them in the loop. Right. And, to, and, and, you know, so a lot of the philosophy is, um, and this is especially with our corporate um, uh, business, Anytime someone places an order, if they find us through Google or whatever, they go on to my email list. They go on to my, and I'm not, and I'm not just saying, you know, my email blast list, but my personal email list. So they'll get notes. They'll get this week. Um, you know, we're we're rolling out our Q1 seasonal flavors, and I've got um, about 40 people who are going to be getting a little sample box who have ordered. Some haven't ordered for you know, a year and a half, but they know what's going on with Bliss Bob. Right. You know, we're in relationship with people who have, who have bought from us. So that's kind of, I think, an overarching, yep. you know, and I think that comes from, you know, account management in, in PR, <laughs> right? You're always looking for, how do I stay in touch? How do I be relevant? How do I, you know? How do they open up my email? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think, you know, our work with Google and the paid social has really been um, a key in expanding the the the, the reach uh, of Bliss Bomb. Um, you know, and it's I had dabbled in you know Google AdWords and long ago, but um, obviously so much has changed. <laughs> So I, I hired a consultant to help me with this, but um, you know we're investing a lot in Google Pay Per Click and a little bit in paid social. We go up and down on paid social because 
you know, it's not as relevant as Google pay-per-click. When someone hits you from Google, it's because they are literally looking for something, right. either something that you sell or something like what you sell. Right. And I believe that when, if it's something like what you sell, uh, like if they're just looking for, huh, I'm just Googling for treats. I think I win more often than I lose on that because it's so eye-catching and it's so different when they when they when they pop on our site. But so um, the investment in Google and paid search um, has been, I think, a game changer for us. You know, our return on ad spend is over three hundred percent. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know if that's because we refine the the search terms every month. We look at that every month, and we you know we decide is there something new? Is there a new topic that people are now searching that they weren't searching three months ago? Uh, that's been fascinating, actually. I mean, because of COVID, the the reasons for people looking for things is changing all the time, and so right. we keep updating you know what we're doing there, and that's working. Knock on wood, that that is working. Um, Have your costs gone up on Google? In the last six months? You know, we haven't seen a huge increase. Well, we obviously saw an increase during Christmas, during the the winter holidays, when things get really competitive. Um, And, you know, we will be looking at the end of this month to see if the the pricing came back down again. Um, But, you know, we haven't necessarily seen a huge jump there. Um, We had seen a bigger jump in paid social. Um, and at one point, for my, just explain people, what's the difference between paid social and pay for click or Google AdWords? Yeah. Well, you know, pay for click with Google essentially is when someone is looking for something in particular and you want your brand, your product to pop up on, on, on the, the, the results page. Right. And the higher you, you know, the more you pay, the higher you are on the results page. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, to me, that is the most, that's the best spend, the most relevant because you know, they're already in the, in the ballpark. Right. Um, paid social for us, we knew it was going to be more of an awareness play. Um, and, um, you know, we, we created a, a sort of a, uh, a concept for, uh, our, uh, paid social ads that was around. It's not, you know, some not earth shattering, but, you know, we focused on birthdays. So beyond just, you know, cute donuts that would be fun and delicious, whatever, we we focused on birthdays and anniversaries because obviously, you you know, these are oftentimes they're an occasion. It's an occasion purchase. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we would see it work for a while, then it wouldn't work. And like I said, we were starting to spend. Is that an ad? I mean, in social, that's an ad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it would show up as an ad. We did, you know, we, we tried, you know, lots of different things in targeting, um, you know, parts of the country income. Mm-hmm. It's just the difference is it shows up whenever, right? you know, so someone's in their feed and, you know, potentially no one who's seeing it has a friend with a birthday coming up. So it's, right. it's irrelevant to them. And I, I just couldn't, I, I can't justify the spend on right. something that's so irrelevant. And so maybe in the future, you know, it will be more valuable to us, but we've shifted all of our dollars over to, wow. um, okay. well, we shifted most of them. What we, we are trying now 
uh, a Facebook catering ad. And we'll see how that goes. We feel, you know, we feel like at least here in New York, um, people are going back to work. Yeah, people are going back to work. It's our, it's, it's our market, it's our local market. And, you know, you can heavily geotarget the Facebook right. ad. And so we can spend a little less to test than a nationwide birthday anniversary ad that wasn't doing any good for us. So I would, I will say the other thing, just, just to say, yeah. the other thing that has been, I think, really working for us is we've been really pursuing partnerships, promotions, collaborations, and for us, we've had some very high profile opportunities that didn't cost us anything. Right. Um, you know, we were at the New York City Wine and Food Festival last fall and, um, you know, gave away thousands of, of samples of donuts, right? Um, we uh, are in a relationship right now with Penguin Random House Publishing and we're on our, we just finished our third sweepstakes with them. Right. Um, and the, the first one that we ran with them, they said they got twice as many entries as they usually get for a sweepstakes. Now, was it the donuts? I don't know. <laughs> I think the donuts because they're a book publisher. Yeah. going to say. <laughs> well, so the book was, the book is um, Donuts Fall in Love. It's a rom-com. Um, and uh, there are, uh, when we first started talking, I said, look, we can make the signature flavors of donuts in the book. Are there, are there particular flavors that are key to the story? And, and they said, yeah, well, there are two flavors that are key to the story. I said, well, look, we'll make those donuts and let's make that, let's make that our second giveaway. Right. Our first one can be, you know, the box of the book. And the second one can be, you know, once people have started reading the book, the flavors from the book in the box with the book. So we, you know, we've had a, a tremendous success with um, mm -hmm. uh, partnerships and collaborations where we bring something, they bring something. We don't have to, we're not paying for it, but we're, we're, we're bringing our brand and our, and our product to the table. Mm -hmm. So that has been, that's, that's been huge exposure for us. Right. And then I know, um, cause I gotta ask. Um, so you've had a lot of media mentions um, and that's you, I assume doing that work. Uh, Let's see, where's the PR team? <laughs> <laughs> what's your you know you're a small business you're doing you are doing all this other stuff so where does the media relations fit into your priorities or your workflow <laughs> it's hard it doesn't right now <laughs> hard to find the, it's hard to find the time honestly um you know anytime it's not immediate it's not immediate and it's not predictable but other than that it's fabulous <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean you know there's so much there's so much maintenance of, um, of the lists and the relationships that's required. Yeah. Um, well, that the it's game just has changed, right? I mean, I can tell you that our freelance list has quadrupled oh. since um, May 2020. So to yeah, get so the same results, you have to talk to about four to six as many times as many people because yeah. that's how publications are working now. Well, and keep, 
and keeping track of, you know, someone who writes for four and five and six different outlets. It's like, what are you focusing on? Like, well, for them, I focus on this. For them, I focus on that. For them, I do this. Well, and if it's so, an out, you want to get into pick a, pick a publication, you have to find out all of the freelancers that work with them. And then there's, of course, a rogue one who have, you don't know yet, right? So it's a lot. Yeah. Very much, the game has totally changed. I don't know how a one-person show could do it anymore. I mean, I mean, yeah. at the beginning of your comp, at the beginning, it was. I mean, it was. I mean, it's always hard, but the world was different in our world, right? Our four times as many freelancers, so we had like I don't know, three hundred and fifty. Now it's over fifteen hundred just for the food consumer life category. Right. Fifteen hundred people. There's no possible way. Unless you do it more, you know, unless you're, unless you're, you know, doing it the bad way to do it. But when yeah. you, when it did happen though, did you see, um, you, well, I think I would say to you, when you had, when you did have mentions, you, what you were really good at was leveraging them into your email list, right? Oh uh, yeah. Just yeah. letting people know that you were there. Yeah. 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 We'll, you know, we'll post LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, you know, email blast every time we get something. And, you know, the majority of the outreach is obviously it's around when we have new flavors, new products. Um, and, you know, we always offer samples. <laughs> so we hopefully get, you know, someone to take us up on wanting to try them. Right. Uh, and that oftentimes turns into coverage, um, you know, which is, which is great. Um, you know, and back to that relationship umbrella, you know, once someone has, you know, they get special treatment, you know, they right. get the side treatment, you know, yeah. uh, sidebar treatment where, you know, special things and, you know, one-on-one -on -one outreach and that kind of thing. Um, we've, you know, we haven't done as much as we'd like to do of topical yep. pitching. Uh, we did early on when we had a little more time on our hands. Um, we, you know, one of the early big stories that we got um, was uh, a pitch that we did about um, notes that we were seeing people um, writing to themselves. So when you order our product, uh, we debated this and we decided we were going to make people choose a card and make them write a, a message on the card. Any different cards to choose from or for Any different, different cards. occasions or no occasion. Yeah. 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 And the cards I think are such a, uh, I don't discount those cards because yeah. it's People part of, the, it's I mean, part I, of the, when I got yeah. them was cause you sent me a couple and then other people sent me them and I just put them on my, I don't have one right now. I haven't gotten them in a while, but I will soon. Cause I just ordered, uh, yeah. but I put them in front of my um, computer, my screen. I was like, Oh, that's a good reminder. Cause they're just so beautiful. Right. Yeah. 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 All hand illustrated and it's all a part of the sort of joyful, like playfulness of the brand. And I, I, I love those cards. And, um, you know, so we decided every time you place an order, you have to choose a card. It's free. <laughs> you have to choose a card and you need to put a message on the back of it. And we were noticing all these people sending boxes to themselves. And we can tell because the shipping and the billing is the same. And the messages they were expressing to themselves were just so heartwarming it was amazing wow. in, the, in the early days of the pandemic when things were so you know stressful and so uncertain i guess they still are but um it was really amazing to see what people were saying to themselves and so we pitched that to I'm gonna pitch yeah. that again. Just say yeah, it. maybe 
Maybe it's time to pull that one out. Maybe but pull that one out of the rat hat rabbit hat because the we're year three now, dude. It is I, brutal. I know, I know. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay. We were doing topical pitching. Topical we haven't done as much as yeah as we would like to. Um, you know, every once in a while we will send out something or and try to reach out to folks that we know about a, a certain pitch. Uh, but it's most of our outreach is around new product seasonal. Yeah. I would probably say too, that, um, you know, also what has changed for products like yourselves or companies like yourselves, um, that if you don't have an Amazon link or an affiliate link, your, uh, your, your chances go down, right? Yeah. Um, Because that's that's how the publishing side works and, you know, the whole game has changed. All right, yeah. I've kept you much longer than I promised. Oh my gosh, because you have so much to share. So first <laughs> of all, if one piece of it, so I guess a few, I'm going to recap because you know I like to do that. Um, what I, the first thing I heard was everything's a relationship and you're building your, you're building your business on relationships of different, you know, but every kind of opportunity becomes a relationship because you can on them and they can on you. So if you have yeah. that point of view um, and that, basically that's powering your engine after you get them in. Right. Um, and that's what keeps people. So relationships, super important too. You cannot be shy. You got to go out there. You got to like say here, how we can fit with this, a partnership. We can do this. I thought what you said about the book thing was genius. I'm surprised they didn't think about it, but I guess I'm not surprised. (laughs) And then three testing, 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 try this, try that, see what works, do it again. It's going to change. Make sure you're on top of it. Don't just assume that what worked three months ago is going to work today. Is that anything else? Yeah. What what other things you have to say about what people should be thinking about as they go and they try to, you know, make their business matter where they are? Well, you know, I, I hate to say this, all those things are great. And this wrap up is, um, this always sounds so obvious, but um, you know we continue to learn about our customer, and you just have to be—you you, know—you have to always be curious about. Are you who talking are, about your customer? Or are you talking about your consumer? Our consumer. Your consumer. For our people consumer. who put the product in their mouths. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is the distinction for us. Most of the time, the person buying isn't the person not the eating. consumer, right? Right, but you know, you have to keep looking at what it, what is it about what we do and what they want that is coming together. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we what are we fulfilling that they're looking for? You know, uh, I mean, I often think that people sort of pat themselves on the back when they find us and send us as a gift because feels like, wow, I found something really different and really creative and really joyful. And, um, and I was able to pick the flavors they like the best and, you know, put a note about blah, 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 and choose a card that expressed, you know, as all of our cards express a certain sentiment too, and have a certain attitude. So the the whole package comes together. And, um, you know, I think it's, who, you know, knowing who is most likely to buy, what is it about what you're offering that really sparks to them and being willing to walk away from the ones who aren't in that, in that circle, you know, 
because of what we make and where we are, we get a lot of um, influencers asking us to do collabs and, you know, and we're like, your audience, no one in your audience is ever going to buy our product. You know, they're cool. Not they're hip. Every, would, not yeah. Every, they're, uh, they're cool. They're hip. Frog we would, is worth kissing people. Yeah. Not every frog is worth kissing. <laughs> It's, it's one thing to say there are cool hip audiences out there. Wouldn't it be great to be tied to them? But if they're, if they're ultimately not in the market for what we make, what's the point? Don't do it. Focus, what's the point? as you know, is your friend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we have yeah. to go. I just want to say, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I cannot recommend these enough valentine's well this will come up after valentine's day but there's a birthday coming up who do you love who do you miss send them blitz bombs uh, you'll get an email from dan for the rest of your life and you'll love it sorry <laughs> you can delete it really <laughs> thank you dan for sharing your story and sharing all these great insights i so appreciate your time you're welcome it's been fun thank you bye hey, wait don't don't go all right, let me stop recording. Oh my God, that was awesome. Thank you so much for listening to On The Map. If you're a successful entrepreneur of a company or if you are a, a marketing executive who has had success on getting on the map in your industry or your location or among certain different consumers or customers, I would love to talk to you about how you did it, what programs and tactics you use to become known, become famous for what you do, the difference you make for your customers and your clients or your consumers. Um, in order for you to apply, just go over to my website, go.double-forte.com backslash podcast slash guest. And that's a mouthful. It'll be in the show notes. So just go down there and apply. We are publishing on the map all the time with awesome guests who are sharing for from the trenches ideas and success stories that we can all apply in our own businesses. So it to get all of the shows and not miss anything, please subscribe. And I so appreciate you if you can also give me a thumbs up or give me a rating. This helps the show be seen. I can't under, you can't underestimate the power of a, a thumbs up and I would really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And now it's time for you to go get on the map.